0: Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host Abby Banks and this is episode number 50. This podcast episode is brought to you by my email list. Now you may be wondering why should I jump on another homeschool blogger's email list? Well, let me tell you that there are thousands of other moms on this list and they find it profitable because several times a month I get together with other homeschool blogging friends and we bring you giveaways from some big curriculum companies. We bring you freebies that sometimes the freebies are worth well over a hundred dollars a week and we give you deals that you're not going to find anywhere else. So I love to do this for my community, but you're missing out if you're not on my email list. And so I want you to jump over to four, one more.com forward slash email to go ahead and opt in and start getting some freebies, printables, deals, giveaways, all these things that are going to make homeschooling a little bit more easy for you and a whole lot more fun. Welcome to episode 50 and this is an interview I had with Darby Kern who created the new audio drama series for teens entitled The Jake Muller Adventures and we were fortunate enough to be able to listen to his audio drama and I'm going to tell you the four teenage boys in my house were blown away. These boys are not easily impressed but they totally loved this um, audio drama Uh, The first one, which we listened to, which is called Unidentified, and it's part of the larger Jake Moeller Adventures. It's number one, actually, and hopefully we'll be having some more stories in this series really soon because my kids loved it. So I was excited to be able to interview Darby Kern. You're going to know some of the um, projects he's been involved in. If you're a homeschooling family that loves audio drama, you're going to have heard of some of his projects. But here's the thing I love about the Jake Moeller Adventures, Adventures. They're perfect for the kids who grew up on all those fun audio dramas, the Adventures in Odyssey, and even the Heirloom audio productions. But now maybe they're teenagers and they're older teens and they need something a little meatier and um kind of interesting for those teenage years. And this is what you're going to love about the Jake Moeller adventures. So I'm going to stop chatting and I'm going to jump right into my interview with Darby Kern. And I want you to know that there's a special coupon code in the show notes. If you want to purchase the Jake Muller adventures, he has an offer for you to get the CD and the MP3 download. So definitely Go to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 50, and I'm going to link to absolutely everything. All right, let's jump into the interview. Darby Kern, thank you so much for joining us on today's
1: podcast. It is my pleasure. I'm, I'm glad that we uh, finally got to talk to each other this way.
0: Definitely. Now, you know, my audience might know some of your work, which we'll we'll get to in a minute. But first, can you start out with a bit of your background? Why did you get into script writing for audio dramas and what do you love about this kind of work?
1: Well, I I started writing uh, probably in high school, started writing, started writing uh, just silly stories, things like that. And uh, I've always enjoyed it. I've enjoyed writing. And and for a while, I thought that was something that uh, um, I would go into full time like my daughter's thinking about it going into full-time writing right now. But fact of the matter is that's not a real job. That's more of a hobby. And, um, uh, so it, it becomes a matter of having to, um, you know, learn the, the skill set that you need to do the writing. And, you know, that takes time. You make mistakes. Uh, the more you write, the, uh, the quicker you'll get past all the all the bad stuff you get the bad stuff out of your system and then get to the good stuff and uh my my plan coming out of high school and even into college a little bit was uh to be a journalist and then write in quotes the great american novel uh which i still haven't written but um one of the things that i realized as i was uh uh, studying books about writing was that nobody's writing the great american novel anymore um People are, people were writing screenplays and that I read a book by a guy named Sid Field called screenplay. And uh, that was one of his uh, main ideas was that people aren't writing books anymore. People aren't reading books anymore, which is a shame, of course. But um, he was saying, if you want to make any money as a writer, you need to uh, think about writing movie screenplays because they pay more. And uh, they're at the time, which I I don't want to talk about how long ago this was he he was saying there probably wasn't as much competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, now there is, I think, Mm -hmm. but, um, uh, so I started, I started thinking about, uh, screenwriting, script writing, at least. And, uh, and I realized, uh, that I, I'm a movie file. I like watching movies. I collect movies and, and I, and I study a lot of them if there's something worth studying there. So, uh, movie script writing became the thing I was going to do. But then I realized that, uh, you know, hunkering down in, uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which uh, if you're looking for it, when you sail off the end of the earth, Green Bay is where you land. So um, not that I'm a flat earther, don't get me wrong, but uh, it's, it's really in the middle of nowhere and uh, there's not a, a, a big industry uh, in Wisconsin at all for movies. So um, so I had to come up with a better idea. And I grew up listening to, uh, not just, uh, the Lone Ranger and the Shadow, uh, audio dramas from the thirties and forties, but a lot of the, um, uh, Moody Bible Institute's, uh, mm-hmm. dramas that they did stories of great Christians, um, the Sugar Creek gang, Treasures of the Snow, um, or Ranger Bill. There's a list that just goes on forever. They did those for decades mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed those. And, uh, And at the right time of my life, uh, national public radio started playing audio dramas each night of the week. And I think I want to say Monday was star Wars, the star Wars audio drama. Mm -hmm. And um, Tuesday might've been the goon show or uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy was on at that time. So I started listening to this stuff and realized, okay, people are still doing it now and it's more sophisticated and it's a lot of fun. So I, uh, I started thinking about that and I, uh, I came up with a lot of really bad ideas and uh, I didn't get anywhere with any of them, of course, because they were bad ideas. So uh, finally, um, uh, one day I was um, I was at a Christian bookstore and I discovered that uh, the, they made a radio drama of Left Behind, the first Left Behind book. Mm-hmm. And I thought, ah, you know, I, I'd like to see how, how this is. You know, it's kind of up my alley. So I gave it a listen, and I was really impressed, not just with um, the, uh, the story or anything like that, but the whole production was, was really well realized in a way that a lot of the old Christian radio dramas were not. Um, uh, Adventures and Odyssey had started by this time, and I, I listened to some of those, and, and I enjoyed them, but I was a little older than that demographic, and uh, Left Behind sort of sort of landed a little better with me. And so I listened to that and on the back of the case it said, you know, if you have any questions or anything, our email is uh at gapdigital.com. Um, Todd at gapdigital.com. And that's Todd Busteed and and I I contacted him and I think in my first email I, I said, what you're doing is exactly what I want to be doing. How do how can I get involved? And uh and that started a um Email conversation with us that lasted about three years until he he finally got sick of me bugging him and he gave me a job writing for left behind so so I took over the or I started writing on the uh the left Behind the kids dramatic audio and uh did that for three and a half years It was fantastic
0: awesome what so what other audio dramas have you worked with that we might recognize left behind kids what what
1: others? I, I worked on some of the some of the in, in quotes again adult left behind books, mm-hmm. um, the last uh, two or three series I worked on two for sure I think the third one too, but um, some of the bigger ones that you might recognize, uh, Lamplighter Audio, mm-hmm. um, I did a show for them called uh, The Extraordinary Little Maid, which was a, a great book to begin with and it turned out to be a pretty pretty fun radio drama too. Um, and then I, I, uh, I've written some others for them that haven't been produced yet, but, um, the, the big one I've been working with lately is, uh, um, Heirloom Audio with the Extraordinary Adventures of G.A. Henty. And I've written three shows for them. Two of them have been produced. The third one, hopefully, will get produced this year. Um, there's a lot of changes going on over at Heirloom and, um. It's just the situation is not uh, uh, conducive right now to to being able to record uh, another show because it's a they're big budget affairs yeah. over there. So what but, were the uh,
0: what were the titles you did for them for heirloom?
1: I did Wolf the Saxon okay. uh, about the uh, Battle of Hastings, mm-hmm. and I wrote one called For the Temple, which uh, yeah. was the the last one that they released, okay. and uh, the one that we're waiting on. Here's the teaser. It's mm-hmm. called uh, one of the 28th, a battle of Waterloo and, or, or a tale of Waterloo. And uh, obviously it's about the battle of Waterloo. And here, if I can, if I can tease it a little bit more yeah. Yeah. of all the scripts that I've ever written, it is my favorite. I, I enjoy that script and that story, maybe even more than Jake Muller, which is an original. So,
0: wow, that's I, ex- I, pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for you to hear it. I can't wait to hear it myself. But That's
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, w- my audience is homeschool moms. So this is perfect because I know a lot of us, we thrive using audiobooks in our homeschools, right? And um, right. so, you know, we know these titles and the heirloom audio and stuff. So this is why I was excited when you let me know about your newest uh, venture with the Jake Muller Adventures. And it is it is perfect for those kids who have outgrown, like you said, the Adventures in Odyssey, which is where what I find in my house with four teenage boys, they grew up on Adventures in Odyssey. They loved yep. it, but yep. obviously they need something new. So I was really excited about your newest thing, the Jake Muller Adventures. So kind of why did you create it and what was your impetus?
1: Uh, there were a couple, really. One, I wanted to work on something that, that I wanted to listen to, to a story that I wanted to hear. And, uh, and I thought that uh, there's some, some great adventure stories out there. But none of them were, um, they they, they lacked veracity, maybe I should say. You know, you listen to them and you you think, oh, it's cheesy dialogue and that situation's strange. And even in the left behind scripts, Mm -hmm. um, you get a a spiritual message that sort of comes out of nowhere and and seems forced and and jammed in there. And And I wanted to create something that was um, first would honor God. But uh, secondly, would um, it would sound like the people who are listening to it. You know, the, the, when you listen to it, I'm hoping that everyone says, ah, okay, this is a little closer to the way that I talk. or This, this is what I, it sounds like with my friends and I. But I also wanted to create a character in Jake who is – very imperfect he's he's a flawed fella, and some of that stuff is going to come out more in later stories uh, i hope um, but he's he's at a point at the beginning of unidentified where he he has to make a decision he sees something that that uh, doesn't quite fit his worldview um, or the worldview that he's he's you know sliding towards uh, he's a character who who is a Christian but probably isn't living the way he knows he should be. And now it's time for, for this story to begin to bring him back into the Christian fold and actually take a journey with him That is realistic. It's not, it's not a, okay. At the end of this episode, he's learned his lesson and now he's hyper spiritual. He can speak in Christianese and he can, you know, go out and, and uh, win souls for God. It's, you know, it's just not like that. I mean, uh, you know, he's, he's got some real lessons in front of him and uh, and probably he's going to make some mistakes. Well, let me tell you, he will make mistakes. And uh, you know what? That's no different than me. That's no, probably no different from you, probably different from anybody. And I want to use that as an encouraging point. Like we're going to make mistakes. And uh, even when we're trying to do the right thing, we might not. And uh, we can learn lessons from it and we'll move on from there. So Oh, that that was part of a lot of it. You know, i i, I want to I wanted to do something that, um, like we were talking about, the kids who grew up and grew out of Odyssey mm-hmm. uh, will want to listen to. The good news about that is usually you know around fourteen, fifteen, maybe even younger. In some cases, people are like, "Hey, you know, Adventures in Odyssey was cool, but I need something else," and they stop listening to it. But the great thing is they're going to hit twenty years old and think, "You know, Adventures in Odyssey that was pretty cool. I'm going to listen yeah. to that again." Yeah. So. So I'm kind of filling a hopefully filling the those years in for them and hopefully they'll stick with Jake Muller as well.
0: I think it's, I think you are right. There's not much out there for Christian teens. And I'll tell you, my four boys are not easily impressed. They are very hard to, you know, if I, especially if I say here, there's something I want you to listen to, which I did all four Uh of them listened at first, a little bit nervous. Like, I don't know, am I going to like this? And they, I could hear them screeching from their computers. And like at at the end of your, this, the Jake Muller adventures is in four parts and every part you stop with a cliff hanger and I could hear the moan coming from them <laughs> and just loved it and so I'm going to tell you like I think from my family that the four teenage boys loved this story I think that's pretty mm-hmm. good because they are not easily impressed so really think you have a great um great story there and um So like who, I'm just wondering, because, you know, and part of why I think they did love it is because you weren't afraid to get into some topics that normal Christian things don't talk about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what made you even delve a little bit into the world of, you know, aliens or unidentified flying objects? What made you think of that as part of this story of identified?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I grew up uh, at a time when Star Wars was new and was totally into it uh close encounters of the third kind i was i was into in college we got into the x files you know uh, star trek i i still i still enjoy these things but none of them give any kind of answers you know it's it's all fantasy or or um you know secular humanism and and i think that we live in a world that uh you know we don't we don't always think about uh, these things so much. And I'll tell you what, in churches, they don't think about them at all they don't talk about it from the pulpit. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe the pulpit's not the place for it, but you know, we have a lot of youth pastors out there who are, who are day to day talking to, uh, to our Christian youth. And, you know, what if, what if some kid is, is, you know, riding his bike home, lives in a rural area or whatever and he's riding his bike home and he sees something in the sky that is doing something that uh, is contrary to the laws of physics as we understand them. And he goes home and he, and, you know, he says, says to his parents, Hey, I just saw something that was, I can't explain. And his parents are going to say, well, yeah, I can't explain it either. That's weird. And that's as far as the conversation goes, but you know, this, this kid has still had, he's seen something that he can't explain. And, uh, you know, you think UFOs and, and really, uh, you know, the term just means unidentified flying object. It could be anything. You just don't know what it is. But there's over uh, 250 people every day that claim to see something in the skies that they can't explain. And, and you know, most of them are going to be easily explainable when you have more of the facts. But, you know, there are a few that are are inexplicable. And uh, there are some things that, uh, you know, people say happen to them, these, um you know, alien abductions, uh, even uh that these these people say happened to them. And we, as scientifically we can't explain any of it. And uh I think there's an answer, a spiritual answer actually. And uh I I first heard it uh uh spoken in a in a um, kind of a conference and things like that, and they talked about is a speaker named Ron Carlson who's uh, passed away a few years ago, but his material is still out there. And he um, was the first person that I heard say that he believed it was demonic. And uh, I started doing some research on it and um, read a couple of really good books. Bill Myers wrote one of them. I don't know if you know Bill Myers. He, he did a, a series uh, for um, younger people uh, several years ago called uh, forbidden doors, which um was a, uh, a series where he talked about, um, uh, demonic things, Ouija boards, uh, ghost stories and, and, uh, and things like that, but brought it into a context, um, a, a Christian context actually, and, and explain these things and explain why we should not be involved in them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that those books were informative to me. So so Jake Mueller is kind of a continuation of that series in a way. But uh, not long before I sat down and actually wrote the script, I read a book by a guy named Gary Bates called Alien Intrusion. And he's also done a, a documentary now that uh, is, is very good too. And in it, he interviews people who had alien abduction experiences. And uh, there are several of them that um, uh, stated that when they... Uh, and and all the people that uh, that were interviewed, all the people that he's talked to, uh, were were non Christians when this event happened, and later on, many of them became Christians. And uh, when this uh, when something was happening to them again after that, and they would invoke the name of Jesus, whatever it was, would stop and it would be gone. And he talked about how um, and we talk about this in Jake Muller in the third episode. Uh, where uh, the, the the alien abduction scenario uh, covers every uh, economic um, level of of person, uh, uh, every race of people, every every country in the world, and the only demographic that seems to be immune from uh, the alien phenomenon is Christians. They don't like Christians for some reason, and why is that? Well. When you when you dig deeper into it, and you and you uh, you start to believe that it probably is something demonic, it makes perfect sense, mm. and that's that's where Jake Mueller comes from. But that idea is is just a, a simple idea. We wanted to make an exciting story around it, mm. and um, you know my my influences were you know things like Indiana Jones, great adventure stuff, and uh, and like I said, I watched the X Files, and there's a real intrigue to all that um that that kept me going when the the stories and the writing was kind of lame for a while but um it really it really was something I wanted to combine those two but I also wanted to tell it from a Christian worldview because you don't get these stories from a Christian worldview and that was important to me
0: Oh, that's awesome! And i th- I think you hit it, hit the nail on the head. That my teens definitely felt like they weren't being talked down to. Right? It was exciting on their level, but yeah. I, as the parent, was so glad that there was that spiritual component. So I think you hit all those things. That was awesome. So, so who is this ideal for? Like, what ages would you say? Or could the whole family listen to it?
1: I think it's you have to go on a case by case basis. I, I, um, <laughs> it's it's funny because we on the, on the packaging, it says 14 and up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, we put 14 and up because we knew that if we put 14, the 12 year olds would want to listen to it. <laughs> and, uh, I have a, I have a daughter who, uh, just recently turned 12 or she, she turned 12 just before this, uh, we were done with the the first series unidentified, and, uh, she can be a bit sensitive sometimes. And I love that about her. That's one, that's a great thing. And, uh, and I don't want to take that away from her but uh, she listened to it and didn't scare her at all. So um, it, you know, but at the same time, I have some nieces and nephews who uh, it might be a bit too much for the same age, but it might be too much. So I would encourage um, parents to listen to it first. Uh, Always do that. I think no matter what it is, Mm -hmm. but um, uh, I, I would say that it's, For some families, yeah, absolutely, you can sit down and listen to it, take it on a road trip, everything's fine. Um, But the the important thing about it is, as a parent, being a parent, Mm -hmm. you you listen to it and provide an opportunity to walk through the difficult parts with your kids, explain the difficult parts to your kids. And when we're talking about UFOs, a lot of parents aren't going to be able to do that. But when we're talking about things that are frightening, Mm -hmm. and when we're talking about uh you know the 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 bible telling us that you know we can resi- you know put on the full armor of god so that we can resist uh snares of the of the devil that's that's a great message to give kids okay? because you don't need to be afraid you don't need to live in fear of these things so
0: yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think that's um, my 12 year old did want to watch or listen to it because it was said 14 and up. So I think that <laughs> actually worked. Um, you know, so I'm no dummy. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that was great. So as a little background question here. I was just curious, how long does it take to produce an audio drama like this? So once, I mean, I guess the writing is one thing, but once you even have that, like how much goes into producing this and how, you know, like how many different voices did you have in this production?
1: Well, this, uh, I would say that we, um, we, we were, um, not typical in, in this. It was, I, I had to start from whole cloth because I had, um, uh, decided that I was going to do, you know, produce this myself, get it done myself. And then really quickly I realized, no, I can't do this myself, mm-hmm. but I didn't have anybody to to help me out. I was part of a group on, uh, on some, on a board. Well, I don't even remember what it was called right now, but, uh, um, I just, I put it out to them. They're all audio drama people, Christian audio drama people. In fact, and I, I put it in front of them, and I, I said, "Is there anybody who's who's interested in helping me do post production on this?" Um, and uh, I a couple of people responded, but one of them was was clearly the the guy, and his name is Mike Touche. I live in Wisconsin; he lives in Louisiana, and uh, you know, the thousand miles between us is it, it it could be a light year. I mean, sometimes, but you know, with the internet and everything, it's really helped out quite a bit. And, uh, he and I started talking, having some really long conversations, I would say probably, uh, well over two years ago, maybe even closer to three years ago now. And, um, we, he, he helped me with the script whip things and whip things in shape and, uh, really was a great source of encouragement. He's a great business partner to have on a project like this. Very creative, great instincts. Um, He's, he uh, has all the, all the computer equipment that he needs, but he's also got the, the talent and the skill to uh, harvest all these sound effects and do all the Foley and everything. The Foley are the, you know, the typical sounds that, you know, right now I'm sitting in a chair, but, you might not be able to hear it move well in an audio drama you'll hear the chair move so you you get all that um chains jingling and and uh you know opening locks and all the sound effects he was able to get all that stuff and uh and then he did the edit of of the entire show and we recorded it in october of 2018 over four three days four days Four days Monday, we did a Monday, Tuesday and a Wednesday, and then the following monday we we did our our pickups and um, and uh, got everything we needed and uh, did it efficiently too and uh we, we Todd bastied, who I mentioned before, uh, we recorded at his studio in Wheaton Illinois at Gap digital and um, and he engineered uh, a lot of it for us, so he was right there, so if I was making any major mistakes he was able to to gently correct me he was right there it was perfect but um yeah the recording took about four days and uh then micah edited it i think he started around december 1st and he he had uh, uh a final cut of it by april 1st maybe which is pretty you know that's a pretty Short period of time he did it like I said, very efficiently, mm-hmm. and then we and we um, we didn't have to hurry because our our composer is a guy named Jared de Pasquale, who's done a lot of focus on the family's uh, um, dramas, and uh, I'm trying to think if he did any hinties. he hasn't done any hint yet, but I think he's done Lamplighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's terrific he's really a, a great composer and and he, look, he looked at the script first. And then, you know, we sent them the raw tracks, uh, or not the raw tracks, but the edited, uh, assembly of it. And he and his wife listened to it and his, his wife was absorbed in it completely. She's, you know, in episode three where there's a a scene where they explain a lot of things, it's our explain explanation scene. She was looking at him saying, wait a minute, is this, is this true? Is this really, is this for real? And, uh, and he just wanted to do something that was completely different from what he'd done before, mm-hmm. and uh, just did a fantastic job. I can't say enough about his contribution to the show, too. Um, but then we we had uh, we had May first picked as our date that we were going to have it done, 2019, and it actually came out June first, mm-hmm. 2019. So we were a little bit behind schedule. But from the recording to to the finished prod product was about eight months, mm-hmm. and not bad. No, it's, not, it's pretty good, and we learned a lot too. So the next time, who knows? Maybe it only takes seven and a half months. But
0: That's amazing. Wait, so how many different people did you have then for the for the voices?
1: Um, I think it was I think the final number was thirteen. Okay. Um, Dugan Sherbandi was uh, he's the actor who plays Jake. He was an actor who was in Left Behind the kids hmm. uh, from the very beginning, and at the time when I met him, when I first met him, he was. 14 years old maybe and he was already really good every all of the the main actors in that show were were fantastic mm-hmm. and uh, I'd love to have any one of them and Jake Muller besides Dugan even and uh, Dugan was he's so fun he's so professional he's so talented um he's so good at what he does and uh, he he was a no-brainer when he said yes I knew we had a, we had something going on here um and then uh there were probably, um, three other people who really just played one character or four other people who only played one character. And then we had, uh, nine or 10 multi-voice actors. Mm -hmm. And, uh, some, those guys just blew me away. They're so talented, so talented.
0: Very well done. Hey, so what can we expect next in the Jake Muller adventure series? Where is this going from here?
1: Well, I do have the script for part the you know the second story written. Uh, it's called Blood, and uh, it's it's a little different from Unidentified, the first one. It uh, it deals with um, the vampire subculture, and I I'm always I always try to be careful when I say that because when I if I say it deals with vampires, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm making a bit of a mistake because. Vampires don't exist. <laughs> so, but there is a, there's an element of, uh, you know, what vampires are, are about and what they mean to different people that is certainly uh, spiritual. And there is a, an element of spiritual warfare out there that uh, uh, needs to be addressed because, you know, people are, you know, it's, it's, it's not just people you know, painting their face white and their lips black and putting on a lot of eyeshadow and then going outside in a a black long coat or something like that. People are, you know, some of them take it very seriously and and there's a, there's a real subculture out there that is uh, bizarre and uh, maybe a little dangerous, but um, it's, it's not a game and uh, people treat it like a game. And I wanted to, I wanted to address that, but also Jake Muller, The Jake Muller Adventures series is about spiritual warfare, Mm -hmm. and uh, this is an element of it that I hadn't seen anybody address before, so I wanted to do that. The third story, uh, the script's not written yet, but it's about zombies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Perfect. Oh my goodness. This is, my teens are going to be all over these. I mean, this is just up their alley actually. So awesome. I really want everyone to go over to your website. Uh, it's jakemulleradventures.com where they can listen to a trailer. Cause I think that's yeah. going to give them a little sense of um, you know, what it's like, where else do you want them to check out what you're doing? I know you have a Facebook page.
1: We do have a Facebook page. We don't uh, post there as often as we'd like. Um, I, I some some t- life intrudes on on all these things um obviously we still need to to be doing our tent making jobs so uh we don't get a chance to um, update that as much as we like the there's um a podcast that we do that mike and i do we've had some some guests from our show and uh, from other um shows as well uh john fornoff is was an early champion of of the jake muller adventures and he's been very uh large in the ga henty dramas um and in in lamplighter dramas as well i'd love to get him involved in jake muller sometime we'll see if that ever happens um but we did a podcast with him we did one with phil lawler who uh, uh is a, a major character you you heard him in in uh, the jake muller adventures and he'll be back in the second one if we get the money to uh record it um And he's also the creator of Adventures in Odyssey, co-creator of that. And and just a terrific actor and a a great guy too. I I originally worked for him on a show called Kids Corner uh, many years back with uh, Talking Lizards. And Mm. uh, uh, I learned a lot from him. And uh, that's kind of come full circle now too. Um, But those podcasts are there for for you to enjoy. You can find them, I think, on Spreaker as well. And uh, I think Apple Podcasts has them has them there too
0: what's Um, your podcast called is it
1: it's the jake moeller adventures podcast
0: okay okay Perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I really want my listeners to check this out because I know they're going to love it. It does, I think, fill a need in the audio drama um, genre, especially for Christians, right? Christian families that want these um, spiritual topics brought up. Yeah. I think it's a great uh, jumping board off to having conversations with your teens because it yeah. comes up, you know, in the story. So they're naturally wanting to talk about the story. And my teens were all, you know, they were. That's what they wanted to do. As soon as they were done listening, they were saying, you know, this is amazing. And, you know, do you think this is true and is this real? So I I think you've got a great product and thank you for creating it. Thank you for sharing it with us. And I'm going to send everyone over to the show notes because you've generously given my listeners a special coupon code, which they'll find in the show notes as well. Yep. And I hope they take advantage of that because I please was thinking, do. yeah, please. And, you know, I was thinking this is a great gift, right? When the grandparents say, what can we get the kids? They don't need more stuff. This is a great gift to send the That's grandparents, right? right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. goodbye
0: for the family. So as we finish up, did you want to say anything else? Um, you know, where we, we can find you on your website, Facebook, um, any last parting words for my audience?
1: Yeah. I just, you, you're the people that I wrote this for. I, I think that um, uh, I, I, lo- I love, I love the, the people who are are part of this homeschool movement who are um, using audio drama um, as a, just as a, a vehicle to to teach um, I, I think it is a great vehicle to teach, but you know what it does is like you just said, you know, it sparks a conversation. And people used I think Ronald Reagan said something about how people used to learn things at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And uh nowadays if people even sit at the dinner table anymore, someone's probably looking at a phone or you know, whatever. And 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 I wanted I wanted to do something that would make you know, not to sound pretentious about it, but I wanted to get people talking about things and families talking about things. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do something that was, uh, for the whole family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I, just, I love the, the medium of audio drama and I, I really appreciate the people that are, are hanging on to it and bringing it back in a big way too. So thank you for that. You know, you telling me that your kids enjoyed the show as much as they did made it all worthwhile because that's, that's what I want. I want to tell a good story that people like, um, you know, I, I, I'm praying that the Lord will, will honor it and use it. And, uh, and that um, he'll allow us to do more, but uh, you know, my responsibility is to, to tell a great story and that's, it, it sounds like they liked it at least. Yeah. So I haven't had a bad review yet, but <laughs> you know what? I know somebody will, and that's not an invitation, but <laughs> you know, it's going to happen eventually, but I, I hope everybody likes it. And, I, and I, I hope everybody contacts us and lets us know, Hey, yes. you know, I love this. I didn't like that. Whatever it is, it all makes us better. So, awesome. um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, Darby. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for the yeah. opportunity. Definitely. Keep doing what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Thank you. So don't just take my word for it or my kids. I want you to go listen to the trailer at jakemulleradventures.com and definitely check out the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 50, where Darby has given us a special coupon code just for my listeners. So check it out. Let me know what you think. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.